Awesome. So, hey, uh, Charlie here. I'm here with Kelvin, a uh, current student in the Facebook Ads MBA program. And we've actually known each other for a while longer than that. I think uh, we did uh, some one-on-one -on -one stuff. We got some eBooks. We kind of come around. I just, I could try to introduce you a whole bunch, but let me just introduce yourself and, you know, kind of tell me where you came from and what, what, what things are going for you now in the MBA program. Uh, sure, Charlie. And thanks for, um, thanks for having me for a chat. Listen, um, I've been in marketing a long time. I'm not a newbie. I've been doing this for over 35 years, but um, I have struggled for years to get Facebook as a channel to work. And I really think it's because I've been following bad advice. And, you know, uh, a good friend put me onto uh, somebody that being you, who was kind of out of the ballpark, saying some things that were kind of strange and not really along the lines of all the other advice that I was listening to. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a drug sponsor guy that tests. So I decided to test some of your ideas, even though they sounded pretty bizarre, actually. And I tested and I was amazed because <laughs> they shouldn't have worked and they worked. Um, and so the more I've got into uh, materials that you've had available, the more I've got things to work in Facebook. So obviously it was a no brainer for me. I'm all about process was to dive into do the deep dive and find out what's really going on behind the scenes and you know how you organize your process, your execution um, and make things work on a big scale. So yeah, it's been great for me to be in this program. Awesome. I'm curious, what were those initial things that you did that sounded crazy and they shouldn't work, but absolutely were like, ah, uh, this is great. It was uh, all around targeting and it was targeting broad uh, with uh, really no other filters involved. And uh, I, I just, you know, from years of following bad advice, I figured I should have uh, interest targeting. Otherwise, the right people are never going to get to see this. And you know, there were other things that I completely misunderstood about how the platform works. So I certainly didn't understand that the machine learning platform of Facebook was going to read my ad, even read my creative, and it was going to find and decide who should be seeing it. I didn't understand that at all. So I didn't expect board to work. And I figured I'll blow some money on a test and see what happens. And shockingly, and, you know, uh, I was surprised and a good surprise that it worked way better than what I was doing. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I think, you know, broad is uh, one of those like really hot button issues, especially right now with with, with iOS 14 and all these other like big, scary things. I think so many people are like, well, no, you got to go interest groups. You got to target these people. And I think one of the things is that people don't understand that interest groups aren't what you think that they are and that they cost extra. And that, I mean, to be fair, the tech hasn't been updated since like 2015. So you're using really outdated technology to do something that will raise your cost of advertising. And the funny thing is so many people say, well, I run ads at targeting audiences and then run them at broad and they don't work at broad. And I'm like, well, you, you, you tested them against interest groups and you scaled and you taught the machine to learn how to be successful there. And the, and the analogy I always like to make is, 
you raised a spoiled, rotten kid that cannot succeed without mommy and daddy's money. And when you threw it out there in the real world and it failed, you were like, well, clearly the problem is mom and dad need to be here to save me every single time. And it's like, that's, that's, that's not how you're successful. And if, if you're constantly trying to find the right audience for the right ad, it's so stressful, so expensive, so unstable. And if it's not going to be stable, you can't scale it and you have to solve that problem over and over again. I would challenge you to say that you never solved the problem to begin with. Uh, and it's, it's not only so much work, but it's, it's perpetually endless work. Mm -hmm. because it's like working at the post office. You never, right. You, because you never solve it. Look, um, I'm not new at marketing, but I didn't really understand how to do Facebook an online channel. So I, you know, bought a lot of programs, listened to a lot of advice, had dinners with people. And the essential advice I understood how to make it work was do some testing to get an ad to work and then scale that ad. So spend more and more money on it. Now, everybody had a slightly different take on how to do those two things, but ultimately it always fails. It did for me, it does for, anybody in you know my marketing circle and that's because you know none of us are taking into account how the facebook machine learning platform actually works and what i've discovered uh, in working with you and working through your methodical scientific structured process is that if you stop fighting against the machine and start to feed it what it needs then it can deliver to you what you need everything changes when you do that i mean it's a new world. Yeah, I, I, I love. Yeah, it's a new world, right? It's, it's, it's crazy what success you can have when you start treating your business partners with respect. And that's really what it comes down to, I think. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're not going to be successful fighting a battle you know you're going to lose, right? And you get to pick and choose the fights you want to have. And I think the interest targeting and broad is just one of those things that so many people swear by this method that can work for them. And the honest truth is plenty of people are seeing success like that. They're working harder and harder. And the same folks that I see trying to preach, finding the audience and all of that stuff, they're the same folks that are complaining about their ad accounts getting shut down and their CPMs rising and Facebook reporting not being reliable and it being really unstable and saying, hey, TikTok's doing all like they're doing everything other than saying, well, Facebook told me to do this. What happens if I actually just give a damn about what my partner says that they want? Right. You know, uh, my background, as you know, is also as a professional copywriter, which mm -hmm. I've done for decades. And there's an old adage for copywriters. It's find out what your market wants, then give it to them. And it's literally the same when you're dealing with an ad platform, Facebook or any other ad platform, find out how it actually works, what it needs. It is a machine after all, find out what it needs and give it to it. That's the simplest, most straightforward way to make it work. And everything else, uh, you know, these other methods, uh, true, you can get to a certain point, but, uh, you end up in a scenario where you're day trading. And I don't know if you've ever actually day traded like real markets, like say futures markets or something like that. I have, 
because of different clients I've had. I did it just to experience how their product would work. And I'm telling you, it is mega stressful. And in theory, you make money, like that's called paper trading. And with real money, you blow it all. Mm -hmm. You blow it all, you lose it, it's too stressful, and you don't know what you're doing because it's completely unpredictable. I mean, the, the parallels with how you should work with Facebook are literally straight down the line the same. You should find out how it works, give it what it wants, takes out the stress, it's less work, you're not checking your phone every three minutes, and you're not losing sleep, sweating bullets, and having to tell you know, your family that you just lost the house. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I, I see so many people that are like having to let employees go or cancel vacations or spend hours and hours of the day banging away at a keyboard, but they really don't quite know what they're doing because they won't let Facebook do the job or, or they're going out of business. And it's like, how do you, I legitimately don't understand how somebody, if they sit back and look at it, how are you smarter than the machine that controls its own destiny, that, that, that is in charge of its own marketplace? Like, I always say this thing, like, you know, they're looking at billions of users on millions of websites, 24 hours a day, literally trillions of data points to deliver this business objective of a positive user experience to keep people on the platform for longer. And if you don't respect that as your number one objective on this is what my business partner wants, then it's going to be unsuccessful. Like if you're in a marriage and your wife or husband tells you to do like, I need this from you. And your response is to give them the finger and do whatever you want. It's not going to last. <laughs> and like, why would you possibly think that this would be any different? You know? Um, and, and I love that that's worked for you. And, and, you know, one of the things too, that we really covered deep in the program is not just understanding how the platform works, but the testing and how to actually test to have high confidence, to do market research and all of that stuff. And I love a lot of what you've had to say about the testings. You also had your own version of it that you were doing that you brought to the table. And it was fun to see like you had spent years and years coming up with your own version. And there was a lot of parts that were right. And there were a lot of parts that were close. And then there were some parts where you just, oh, I didn't know that that's how it worked. So I didn't understand why it wasn't working for me. I, I, I'd love to know what you think about, and, and we're talking about the Golden Bear uh, testing, uh, our, our, our friendly uh, mammal that makes money, if you want to call it that way. I don't know. I've never said that uh -huh. before. Probably won't say it again. Uh, but yeah, our branded estimated action rate and, and how that works. And, and I know that that's something you've really enjoyed and I think it's one of the most um, powerful things. I, it really is because uh, it is a disciplined, methodical, systematic approach that we usually don't like to use the word guaranteed, but in a sense, this is actually guaranteed to produce success because when you feed the testing system different ideas, concepts, approaches, appeals, hooks, and so forth, and you do it the way that the machine gives you the data you need, you will eventually be led to what's going to work. So as long as you're flexible, as long as you don't, you're not married to a concept and that's the way it has to work and you're trying to force it to work. No, instead you're feeding options to the system and you're testing them and you're breaking it completely down by components, testing all the components individually, 
and then putting them back together and letting Facebook do what it's great at, which is to combine all your winning elements into winning versions, you're guaranteed to be successful. If you follow the way it works, you will not be not successful. Only if you're dogmatic in, I know better, and I know my market better than Facebook, and I know what they should be responding to. If you take that approach, you will not be successful. So the great thing about Golden Bear, dynamic creative testing, the way the whole uh, process works together and including the, um, you know, the completely thorough documentation and the, you know, the scientific uh, systematic approach, you can't go wrong. It's follow the process, you will get a good result in the end. And in this business, we're all about delivering something either for our own business or for a client. And they really don't care about anything else but that result. And that's really all we're focusing on is this is our objective. And we go through a certain number of iterations. We find a winner and then we continue to improve upon that. So more iterations to beat the winner. That's a control ad versus, you know, up and coming test ads. The process works. Yeah, no, I love it. And, and there's a couple of things that you mentioned in there and I'll let you say guarantee, not me, but absolutely. I'm with you because uh, I don't want to be that guy. But what you said a lot in here was was great. One is and we're doing market research and, and for what it's worth, like people, you can take my word for it, but I'll ask you this, like, is it nearly as expensive as you thought it was going to be to understand what the system wants? Like, uh, how much are legitimately are you, do you feel like you have to spend to get a good read on what it is that you need to do? Well, I'm already uh, bent on realizing it's not going to be expensive because I had a process I was using, which was way less expensive than what other people are doing. Because generally, you know, people will think I need a certain number of test ads. I need to let them run at 20 bucks a day. I need minimum three days um, multiply by however many, you know, dozens of ads that can get pretty expensive. Um, and then at the end, they may not be none the wiser <laughs> as to what's going to work. Um, when you break things down by components, meaning, uh, you know, different elements of an ad and different elements of a creative and copy process. And, uh, you know, you use this uh, golden bear testing process. You could easily get a good read for, you know, on a major project for a couple of hundred bucks. Yeah. No, I love uh, it. I love it. No I mean, problem at all. Uh, it, and it would be a, you know, it's all about probabilities in marketing. So it would be a high probability that what comes out the other end is going to not only work, but it is going to persist. It is going to work for months, if not years. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the big point uh, is that for less budget than you might even give a normal test if you're running like 20 ads. I see so many people like, well, I'm building 10 different versions of an ad or 20 different versions of an ad. I'm testing a bunch, a bunch of different audiences. They're spending maybe 10 bucks a day or 50 bucks a day or a hundred dollars a day for a week or two. And they come out of it with something that, did I get lucky? And then if they did, they come up with maybe a winner. And then they're like, okay, I found one thing that works. My question to them is, is that going to be so successful that you can pay off all the losses? Like if you're playing, if you're, if you're thinking like, all right, all I have to do is buy a million lottery tickets, I'm sure to win. 
it's like, yeah, are you going to make a million dollars? Like maybe you win half a million on a million lottery ticket. You still lost 50% of your money. And like, there's just this idea of, you know, we talk about the bears, the branded estimated action rate, and we're looking to help what can help the brand to improve the page score, as well as brand lift and sentiment in the marketplace with also doing market research, but also improving that estimated action rate so that we can get ads that people want to see, that Facebook wants to show people. And the other side of that too is it ends up, not only we're running these abroad so they're the cheapest audience we can, but our costs will come down. Like, uh, you know, I see all these people complaining about 30, 40, 50, $100 CPMs. And it's like, well, if you've spent time and effort trying to give the system what it wanted and you were able to systematically test that, which is the other part of this, a system and a process with heavy documentation that is low cost to deliver you higher and higher confidence results to move your business forward with solutions that are not going to work for three days, but maybe three months or, or, or years is just, I mean, that, that's the beauty of it. And I love that, that you've expressed all that kind of thing, because that's kind of the design, but I always like to see what other people think, especially when they're in the thick of it. Look, the other uh, major light bulb moment that I had in um, digging into the testing process was that, okay, we're talking about the testing process for creative, for ads. But the truth is, you can use this testing process for your advertising for Facebook, for your advertising for Google search, DDN, YouTube, which is far easier, um, more efficient to test here and then take the creatives there. You can use the same testing process for, is a product viable? Is a business model viable? What's the public sentiment around something? What brand positioning should I be using? I mean, look, I'm a direct response guy. I'm all about testing, but people say test, but they often don't really know how they're going to test a strategy for testing and how reliable that testing is going to be. So this, this would be the ultimate dream for someone like Eugene Swartz or David Ogilvy that led like, this is a dream, just an absolute dream platform to be working on. I love it. It's funny. It reminds me of like, I just got served. Like I follow, I'm an advertising guy, right? So I like stuff too. And I got, uh, I got reminded of this great Rolls Royce ad that Ogilvy did, which was, Along the lines of the loudest thing when this thing goes to like zero to 100 miles an hour is going to be the, the clock, the electric clock. And it was such a good ad that they had and a the year engineer and a half. said, there's a problem with the clock. We need <laughs> to fix that. <laughs> yeah. and, and it was such a good ad that Rolls Royce had a year and a half long wait and they charged extra for that product. And it was just like, I mean, Ogilvy is clearly like the king a and the fact that you could theoretically try to find your version of that for dollars a day and really crack the nut for whatever your business is. And I love this too, because like we are using it. I mean, you and I were talking about this for product and and viability of, of offers from partners, right? Like not to get too much into what we're doing, we'll respect that privacy, but like the idea of like, is this, does this idea have legs? Yeah. Is this something we should actually invest into? What of my 50 ideas are actually good? People don't realize, uh, or maybe they do, but you know, Facebook has a third of the world's population on the platform. So it has <laughs> billions of users. I don't know, millions, billions of daily transactions, trillions of data points. It can 
absolute and machine learning artificial intelligence use it it's there learn how to use it you will get better results on a variety of things you need to know for your business or a client's business that you would never know otherwise and it's so much more efficient to test here than other platforms and it doesn't mean you can't scale on other platforms but first find out what people are going to respond to and then take your best uh 10 or 20 creatives to to youtube and uh your or gdn um and start hit the ground running on those platforms yeah like i see so many people doing it the other way they spend so much time and energy trying to find the best creative and they're like this thing looks really cool i can't tell you how many times i've spent a hundred grand on an ad to get it made and we lost money and then somebody shot a video at their phone and it produced a million dollars like i i mean quite legitimately i was i did back in the day a deal with um a member of the kardashian family to help out with a brand and it was a six-figure deal and we lost half of our money and we had the woman that answered the door and the phone at the front desk take a little video for her Snapchat. And it did three times as much revenue. And it was just like the best laid plans and all that fun stuff, right? But proving ideas out is, is just such a thing. And, you know, when you're talking about this, you also mentioned a lot of the documentation. And I know that that's something that you've really latched on to and a lot of other people have that the idea that not only are you learning how the system works and how to test, but there's also this infrastructure and the systems and documentation that you know you come away with and I, i'm curious to know like out of all of that stuff what has been some of your favorite documentation and what are some of the things that were like really helpful you know uh <clears throat> what you really want when you uh uh do something in business is you want a process that's repeatable mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and a process is only repeatable if you are systematic methodical you document it and when you do it again next month you do it the same way mm -hmm. and then you can refer back to what you did and you can make plans for what you're going to do next month the great thing about the documentation you've got uh with your process is there's no element not covered and not documented it's all there it's a uh, disciplined methodical it's the scientific method in action, uh, extremely well documented. I like everything in the documentation. Okay, fair I, enough. I like the All best. of it is an answer. I'll um, take it. You know, but the great thing about uh, let's take the uh, the the ecosystem ROAS. That's what you call sure. this uh, document, which uh, essentially takes a uh, you know five ten minutes a day to update, but gives a view that you can't get inside any ad platform and it's uh it's good for any ad channel not just facebook and it will allow your mind to be in a in a analytical uh mode as to what's going on with your business and uh and it's designed down to the nth degree to make sure that you can compare week over week month over month quarter over quarter year over year and uh all variables that could uh, mess with the flow of the data are kind of thought out as to minimize any undue effect from, you know, other influences. So you really get this great comparison. Now, 
with this system, uh, one can be planning. Well, let me put it this way. Instead of putting out fires, you are monitoring if any hotspots are about to come up. Mm -hmm. And you could be dousing the ground with water before anything arrives. Yeah, so, that ability to see it before it's happening, you're, you're not proactive instead of reactive. Omni-channel, you know, it's funny, what we've been talking about here and what you mentioned too is, this isn't just a Facebook solution. This is learning through the discipline of the Facebook platform, business management and development skills that are applicable across everything. You know, we've been talking about product development and YouTube and GDN and uh, omni-channel measurement for business development and all of these fun things that are way more than just like, well, this is how you scale an ad. Because uh, I, I like to say, you know, I try to teach people to move mountains, right? Not, not worry about the pebbles. You know, there's the old saying, don't sweat the small stuff. Like, how do you worry about the million dollar problem instead of patting yourself on the back for solving the $1,000 problem every other week? Like, what, do you, what are we doing here if we're going to constantly just try to solve the same problem with an unsustainable solution over and over and over again? Like, the thing is, I maybe come to this with a slightly different perspective. Um, you call yourself the Facebook disruptor, which you certainly are, but there's so much more than just Facebook. Um, I believe anybody that uh, understands your process will be more well-trained as a CMO than most CMOs. And the, the reason for that in, in my uh, like three and a half decades in this business uh, and working with some of the great master minds in the business like Jay Abraham, Ted Nicholas uh, and, and so forth is that um, I'm kind of looking at it from the perspective of the big global picture on how you run a business, not just the marketing, uh, because in my career, I've, you know, I've been the marketing director, but I've also been um, the CEO, CMO, CTO, CFO, who's given a hundred grand and told to go open a market in a foreign country. Just here's the money report back in a month. And so you look at things from a the nitty gritty details, but also the global perspective. So when I look at, for example, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars I've spent in training over the decades, without a doubt, the two most valuable trainings I've ever done. One was with uh, Gary Benzavinga, who's the world's most successful copywriter, it's uh, on record, and with yourself, Charlie, because you have a depth of understanding of digital marketing and the Facebook machine learning platform that's unmatched by anybody I've come across. And with that comes a systematic, scientific, methodical, well-documented process. For me, at least, that guarantees a successful outcome if you follow the process. But to me, it's so much more than just Facebook. And that's what I've been absolutely pleasantly surprised with in this program is that you're really training world-class CMOs. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I... I mean, I appreciate that being put in such good company. Uh, and that's really the idea is so many people struggle just to make Facebook look good. 
And what they forget is like your job isn't to make Facebook look good. Like nobody's making a million dollars because Facebook is this nice. Like you have to do business development. I, I think the best media buyers in the world are business development individuals and marketing minds that can do things. And you've had every title under the sun and you can appreciate that. And so many people that I see struggle, they're just like, well, I'm trying to scale my Facebook ads so that my business will be successful. And it's like, well, you're not even addressing the problem that you have. And if you can make Facebook really simple and easy so that it's something you can manage with a high level of confidence in a small amount of time, and then use these skills and process in the documentation to really begin to analyze what other business problems you're having so that instead of saying, I want to spend 10 grand this week or a million dollars this year on Facebook for, or whatever it happens to be, what if your problem is like, I want to understand why I can't spend $2 million? And you solve that problem because that's infinitely more important than what's the right audience for this ad. Nobody gives a shit what the right audience for this ad is. Nobody cares. And the, and the answer to that is if that's not something that you're going to be able to invest in long term with five, six, seven figure budgets, like it's a it's a solution I don't even give a damn about because it's it's not a scalable solution for a problem that means anything. And, um, I, I love well, that that's that's one of the great things about the documentation and the process here is that, you know, as we've been going through this week over week, um, your real focus is uh, showing us the participants how to think big picture, how to think solving big problems, not solving ad problems, but solving strategy problems. And, you know, you give a lot of good examples of how uh, your test and your ad and campaign could be successful, but it sunk the business. Yeah. Yeah. And that just comes from years and years. You know, I've been in this for nearly a decade. I've spent, you know, I've driven a couple hundred million dollars and I've spent, I've probably made more, I've spent more millions of dollars making mistakes than most people will have ever the opportunity to. And I've had, you know, drag out fights with really smart people over extraordinarily meaningful amounts of money where i've been wrong half as you know just as often as i've been right or or, or more and, and from that learning what actually matters because i think that i've had the luxury of being the person that was too proud to listen and too smart for their own good and the smartest guy in the room at a thing that nobody understood in a way where I was more of a liability to that business. And I had somebody else that said, like, I don't care that you solve this problem. We've got something like this is irrelevant, you know, and and I like to use the example of like the way that I always think of it is if you ever seen the movie Gangs in New York uh, with, uh, you know, in that movie, there's this scene where they have all these, you know, the, there's this big gang fight to like take over this like town square, right? And they're like knifing each other in the street and all sorts of stuff like that. And then the Navy is out in the harbor and they just decimate the whole neighborhood. It's like, I could be the guy trying to work my ass off to be king shit of this like stump of this little, you know, plot of dirt. Or I could be the guy with the cannonballs decimating the entire neighborhood. And it just took me banging my head against the wall with really smart people over and over again to be able to understand what is it that makes these businesses, what is it that takes a six-figure business and makes it a seven? Or why was this business that I worked at where we started at 8 million and went to 95? Or how are these like eight and nine-figure businesses being run? And the funny thing is, 
almost all of them have a lot of things in common. And a lot of the documentation that, that we, we go over in the program is things that I've directly lifted from like dozens of these like eight and nine figure businesses. Like you go into a conversation, they wanna know what your testing roadmap is. They wanna know what your year over year plans are. They wanna know like what your investment is by platform and your incremental you know, contribution to the bottom line. They don't give a damn about, well, our click through rate on this ad was so-and-so, like nobody gives a shit. And if you're having a conversation that doesn't matter to the person writing the check, then your conversation probably shouldn't even matter to you because you have to think big enough to solve problems. And so many people are just chasing their tail in their backyard and not really realizing that like there's a whole world out there. And in my experience, at least, and I'm interested to see what you think about this, a lot of the advice and a lot of the people, you know, coaching individuals and making courses and doing all of these things, one of the biggest problems is they're really good at their little space in the universe. They figured out how to win that gang fight. And the problem is that doesn't mean that you're meaningful to anybody. Like the agency owner that has saw, has figured out how to make Facebook look good doesn't have anything to do with the guy trying to build an eight-figure business. Like, I, I don't care if Facebook looks good. I want Facebook to look bad. Like, honestly, like I like when somebody comes to me and they're like, well, we're getting a three X on Facebook. I'm like, well, what's break even? And they're like, oh, one and a half. And I'm like, great. So you're spending half as much as you should. Like you're actually a liability to the success of this business because you're too good at your job and too myopically focused on the small little part of the universe that you understand. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of points there. I mean, uh, my background in info publishing, that's where I started in info publishing in the, in the uh, late eighties and, uh, or mid eighties. And uh, the interesting thing about info publishing is a lot of products about how to, and especially in the realm of how to make money, um, the, the, uh, the dirty little secret of the info publishing business is if a business model doesn't succeed, you shrink wrap it and sell it to make your money back. I mean, ultimately, you're buying information that doesn't work. That's often, the, I'm not saying it's always the case, but it's often the case. The, the other dirty little secret about info publishing, about money making, is people have one success. It's a valid success, but it's in a certain context. It's maybe a, quite a narrow context. So in that context, in that time and space, in that market, with that tactic, it worked. But then they shrink wrap that and do seminars all over the world selling this process which won't work for anybody because it's completely out of context for anybody else's situation circumstances or scenario so the same thing goes for a lot of information on on uh, all online advertising be it facebook or any other channel often they have had certain successes which are valid or sometimes they're not but they have certain successes <laughs> which are valid, but does that mean that you can duplicate that? Are your circumstances the same? Are you in the same market? Are you at the same, uh, is your business model the same? Are you at the same level of development? Has the market itself changed? Has the platform changed since they told you you should do X, Y, Z? Are they taking into account how the platform really works or are they selling you out of context hacks which work to a point and then they stop working because they're going against how this how the platform works so that's the problem with a lot of 
products you can buy on how to how to do online advertising and you know my experience in offline because i was originally a uh, direct mail guy doing hundreds of millions in direct mail and a space media that's you know advertising in magazines that sometimes still exist um but when you move to the online it's uh you know it's kind of like the wild west in terms of um people understanding what to do and it's so fast moving uh you know information that if you uh if you i i have a new saying you know if you go to the bookstore and you look at books on how to make money if it's in a, already made it in a book it's out of date if it made it through the whole publishing process and got to a shelf don't read it because it's too late it's outdated um but the other flip side of that is small medium-sized business often think you know we're entrepreneurs and uh you know we're different from uh fortune 500 companies madison avenue people that go to madison avenue agencies and so forth they think you know they they're not direct response they don't know what they're doing and so forth and i think small to medium-sized businesses account sometimes act like a little bit snobby towards large businesses but the truth is we could learn a lot from the process and systems that large businesses use because let's face it they're probably doing way more volume and business than us for a lot longer than we've been around and they've probably learned a thing or two about testing sustainability um uh foreseeing the future or at least starving off competition uh, we could learn a lot the truth is but how do you do that how do you learn that i mean uh books that are too academic we don't learn it from that the great what i love about your training here is you've been working with those types of businesses you have seen what they're doing today that's working in terms of process and documentation and controlling the whole uh, system and you've brought it to a level that works for a, an entrepreneur a small medium-sized business or even a majorly large business so <laughs> Yeah, people aren't I, gonna get that information elsewhere. I, I love that you're saying that, and you know, I, I'll ask a question about that in a second. But I absolutely agree with you too. Like, I, I it's funny. I made this little video last night. I was like, "What do I, I posted as an Instagram reel this morning?" And it was like, "What do ninety percent of advertisers having of elite Facebook marketers have in common? A client who doesn't need them." And I, you know, if you don't have a system and a process to repeat success with confidence across any vertical with any business model, then you got lucky. And there's tons of people to get lucky. And there's nothing wrong with folks getting lucky and being successful. Hey, more power to you. But by no means is one person getting lucky in isolation a plan for the future. There's so many great ideas where the one person had it, they crushed, you're not going to beat them. And I, I just think that that's so important. And to get what you were talking about, like, I think I'd really love to know, like, somebody might want to know, or people might be interested in like, what does this look and feel like on a day-to-day -day basis? Or what does the program actually feel like? And I'd be interested to know from you, like, 
what are the pieces in the flow of how you've gone through this thing? Because we're, you know, I think week eight or week seven, week seven, we're in week seven of the thing. Almost cut you off on a week. My, my apologies. Uh, we're on week seven of this process now. And from all of this, you know, there's a lot of different moving parts and I try to teach in different ways. But what are the things that you found were, that, that, that you enjoyed the most, that you got the most value out of besides just, oh, here's a Google sheet and have have a good time. The great thing here is um, each week, you know, you start with um, a presentation about the information and then there's probably some tools to go along with it. And then, um, you know, we get to play with it, with our own projects. Then there's a, uh, you know, what I do leading up to the, uh, the group presentation, which includes a Q&A, is I go through everything and say, is there anything I don't understand? So I'm, uh, I'm like a good student. I'm going through everything to figure out, is there anything I don't understand? What questions do I have? So Q&A is awesome because, you know, uh, even the simplest question can be a half hour answer. Sure. Which is great, which is great. I am totally not complaining because there is so much depth, detail, experience, um, savvy in those answers that um it really gives enormous insight and then uh you know we all get a one-on-one -on -one with you and so rather than this all being theoretical um you know the rubber has to meet the road so we go in our own facebook accounts regardless of whether we're just starting out or we've got a, a you know a six-figure account that we're working on uh we go in and we do things in our own account and then on the one-on-one -on -one, we get to go over again uh, questions, concerns, fuzzy about something. What did that really? I mean, everything is cl clarity is the end of the and is the goal. And so, what I love about the process is it's like study, but then it's interactive, and it's uh, it's it, the group is great too because everybody asks questions, so they ask questions you didn't even think of, and that's insightful. But then there's also the one-on-one -on -one where it's your proprietary projects that you're working on. So yeah, that's what I love about that. Awesome. Yeah. And that's, that's what I love about it too. You know, I think the, the live coaching part of it all and the community is so valuable and for what it's worth, like one of the reasons that I decided to do it this way is because I used to be a guy that you bring into your ad agency to teach your entire team how to be better. That was my business for a while. And part of that was i kept i kept seeing all of these solutions that people had bought into that were pre-recorded lectures and i was like all right i i spent a thousand dollars on these talking heads talking to each other but none of them were actually the people doing the work um and none of them were actually able to answer my question and i would reach out to them and i hear people talk about this all the time like oh i would reach out to so and so and so and so about whatever and they wouldn't have an answer or they didn't care about me or I didn't get that. It was great to know what one person did in isolation, but what, what am I supposed to do when that's not exactly my solution? Because right. even the best advice in the world might, and, and I try to bring, make this very apparent is like the best advice in the world might be applicable to 80% of the problems, 80% of the time to 80% of the people. And the best answer for you is to take that and then mold it to the way it's going to work best for you. And 
What I love about that is the success of the students in every class generally looks a little bit different. There's not a turnkey solution, do this thing, you're going to work. It's do this thing to figure out how you should be thinking about the problem to find the solution that works for the way that you think and the way that you problem solve so that you can repeat this success. And I think that's just something so vitally missing from most of the stuff that I've seen out there, which is one of the reasons why I tried to do this, because I just saw that nobody was having that. And the few folks that did the like, I'm going to work with you to get there, were those folks that had the one success and they're trying to shrink wrap and export it. You know, the funny thing is every couple of months I see somebody saying, I'm doing a coaching thing, but I don't see them talking about their second class. I see them trying to get one. And I never see anybody saying, well, actually I really enjoyed it and it was successful for me because of X, Y, and Z, unless it was a business owner talking to another business owner on behalf of their team. And it's two people that never actually did the work just saying, hey, this was a good investment, which is so far removed from the confidence and practicality that if I'm trying to guarantee anything is that that confidence and practical application of knowledge is something that you will get. But to your point too, if a, if a business model doesn't work, no, there's, there's nothing that's going to fix it. And if no, your business model is fantastic. World, we're going to fix it. Look, the goal of anybody in business should be to build a repeatable and scalable business model before running out of resources. Yeah. Before the money runs out. Yeah, before, before the money the runs out. Before run out. Before the, uh, the money from, uh, you know, taking out a second mortgage runs out. I mean, you better find a repeatable and scalable business model. And that's the thing. It's not about, I didn't say repeatable and scalable advertising. No, business model. And advertising is part of the business model. And uh, everything that we've talked about so far in this training has being how to use the platform to make the business model work, not how to use the platform to get ad A to work, mm -hmm. but to get the business model to work and all of the, the optimization, the analysis, the, uh, the testing roadmap, the testing log. Um, it's all about, it keeps coming back to improving the business model. It all comes back to what's that business's number one objective and how do you solve for the objective? And what other objectives should we be considering? I mean, you're thinking like a CMO. Um, and essentially, you know, it's a, you know, if I was to boil it down, I'd say it's a systematic process to get whatever it is, whether it's a, a, your business, a certain uh, program, to get it to work and to get it to scale. Yeah, I, I love it. And, and that's, I think you broke it down entirely. And that's really what this is, is how do you utilize the world's greatest market research tool to improve your business model so that you can invest in your success in a sustainable, repeatable fashion? And if that's not what you're investing your time and energy into learning and to getting good at, my argument to you is you're probably going to be unsuccessful long term because you're not prioritizing the core elements of business growth at scale. And I can't tell you how many times, and we were talking about it in today's class, even, I think where 
I had a, it was before the class in our little chat beforehand where it was like, I had a client where they were coming to me, they were spending 600 a day at three X and they were stoked, but they couldn't, they couldn't sustain it. After about four or five months, they were coming in at like 3,500 a day at like a two. But over that time, we had also doubled the LTV and we had gone nationwide with the regional product. And we had done so good that the business owner had to rehire the last team member who was a Facebook rep to basically be his CMO. And then that person didn't understand what we were doing because the business owner had to go out and collect more money because his business model had gotten good. And what ended up happening is because the person that he trusted the business to didn't understand business development, they struggled to make Facebook look better and it crippled the business. They went from a extra, you know, million and a half, $2 million a year run rate in media at a profit um, to struggling to get to six and $800,000 a year. And that guy had to stop looking for more money and start looking to like, how does he exit his business model? And like, that's, that's the difference, you know? Um, and I love, I love that. Um, you know, the last thing I'd love to ask is, I appreciate your time. And I don't, I know I've been, we've been talking about a lot of things, but if there's anything that like you wanted to say or talk about or anything you want to bring to the table, parting thoughts or whatever, things, things that I haven't, we haven't discussed or something that you really wanted to bring up, you know, I, I'd love to give you the last word and, and to give you, you know, the floor to say whatever those things are. Cause I, I think that, you know, I really value having you in the community. And I think that you're really smart and have a long, successful career. And I appreciate the feedback you get, even in uh, the Slack too, where you're like te texting me things and like, you know, you're, you're, your mom is fascinated by things. You're talking about Orrin Clough and all these people. And we're having these great conversations that are, as a student of the industry, I really enjoy. And um, if I could, you know, give you the floor to, to, to take us out, man, I, I, I would, I would love to hear anything else that you had to say. Sure. Um, you know, I think the only reason any of us are in this game, maybe looking to improve what we're doing is we're trying to, if you think about it in business terms, we're trying to deliver on an objective. We're trying to do better for ourselves, for our families. We're not necessarily trying to be better at Facebook ads. I mean, we got attracted to Facebook ads because we want to do better for our family. Financially, we want to do better. We want a future that looks better than the past. And it's just like looking at things like a business model. The reason that um, I've been so impressed uh, working with you, Charlie, is because um, in, the, in the process, there's such discipline. It's methodical. It's the scientific method uh, to the T. It's applying that scientific method to, as you say, the world's greatest research platform, which um, people have to get out of their mind that oh, Facebook doesn't work anymore. The only reason Facebook doesn't work anymore is because people are not using the machine learning platform the way the machine learning platform works. If you start using it the way it works, it will deliver to you what you train it to deliver to you. But that isn't an overnight thing that's understanding which you do on a very deep level 
how the machine learning works. That's from years of working actually with the engineers at Facebook and spending so much of other people's money, which would be fun. Um, <laughs> it can be stressful too. Yeah. And stressful. <laughs> fun when it works. Mm -hmm. um, but it takes time. The, there's the process takes you through and delivers what it promises. So you fit garbage in, garbage out, something good in, something good out. So I would say um, if that's somebody's goal is to have their business do way better uh, to maybe certain goals that they have for, the, for themselves, uh, maybe a new business or the expansion of an existing business, if that's the goal, understand that this training is not just Facebook and it's not just one platform. It's literally um, elite level CMO training, chief marketing officer training, uh, which can be used for your own business or any other business would fall over backwards to hire somebody who understands how to pull this off because not that many people know how to pull it off. Um, so yeah, for me, and you know, my background, 35 years in the business, marketing director, copywriter, running startups all over the world, um, doing, you know, direct response campaigns for dozens of verticals in hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm enlightened. I'm totally enlightened and I'm sold on process because I love process. Process works. Process is repeatable and persistent and delivers a result like a machine because you're dealing with a machine. If that's what people want, then, you know, you found what you're looking for. Well, I mean, clearly you're a gifted copywriter. Those are just such fine words and such a nice thing. I, I really appreciate <laughs> it. Um, I don't know how long we were intending to be on these things. I always really enjoy talking with you. I appreciate your time and I'll let you go. I just, I, I, I want to thank you for being a part of this and, um, you know, being a part of the community that we have and we're developing with with having great minds and um it, it's great to have just such a diverse group of individuals i think in the class right now we've got you know people from all over the world men and women of all ages and experiences levels that are all trying they're all coming with different skill sets you know and we have some people just starting out, but they're trying to change the rest of your life. You know, we've got people that like you that have been in the business a long, long time that are trying to master a discipline. And there are other folks that are spending, you know, eight, $10,000 a day. They're kind of quiet about what they're doing, but they're absolutely destroying things. There's people from, you know, England and Dubai and India. Just I've been in this business long enough to know how valuable it is to not be alone. And having somebody like you in that community, I think is tremendously valuable and I really appreciate it. And with that being said, uh, there's some dogs barking at the door. So I'm sure I got to go here in a minute, but I, I just want to say thank you very much. And um, I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to uh, the success that we're both really enjoying here. And, and um, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. Thank you, Charlie. All right. Well, I'll, I'll let you go. Uh, and uh, you enjoy, well, it's Thursday afternoon at this point in time, they're recording this. Well, for me, at least in LA, uh, 
it's probably not 2 p.m. where you are, but I appreciate your time. <laughs> Thank you very much, man, and, and give my best to uh, your mom in Australia. I love that she just loves hearing these stories. It, it uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> cracks me up every time. I'll talk to you later. Okay.